Buckeyes all the time. This is your weekly inside look at the Scarlet and Gray. Brought to you by Atlas Butler Plumbing Services. This is the 11 Warriors Radio Hour. Welcome to the 11 Warriors Radio Hour. Jason Priestess, Chris Lauderback, doing it live right here on a Wednesday night at the 11 Warriors Bunker. Home sweet home over here. Gave us a half hour tonight. we got a Blue Jackets game coming on after us, so we're going to move quick. Give you a lot of information, hopefully entertain you a little bit. Yeah, I was hoping we could get into the pole assassin for a half hour, but I guess we can't do that tonight. You know, I think they knew that if we had an hour show, we'd spend an entire block <laughs> on the pole assassin and, and with that monkey. And the hockey game was actually tomorrow, and they're like, we're going to move that up. That's right. we shorten these Call, calls. Called in a favor to Gary Batman to get the game moved. Yeah, pole assassin. Uh, don't want one of your coaches dating a pole assassin if you could avoid it, right? With a pet monkey. Yeah. Yeah, did you see her on Twitter, like, defending the monkey? <laughs> I mean, if you got a monkey, you're probably going to defend it. It's like Ross style, right, on Friends. Insane college football season already with some things that have happened. Uh, uh, Ohio State Hoops gets a big one today. Real big. Good name. Yeah. yeah. George Washington the third. Yeah. Come on, give me that name all day. Uh, class of 23 combo guard, ranks the 50th player, top player, top the 50th, 50th best player. I'm gonna there go you that. go. There you go. In the nation. So. You see these highlights? Yeah, he's amazing. Dude can score, man. Yeah, yeah, he can is. pass. I mean, a lot of drive and dish and uh, mm-hmm. spot-up shooting, fit a little bit little bit of everything. So still got a ways to go as far as uh, he's going to develop that much more before he gets here. I am I am super excited about what he can bring. Same uh, prep school in Louisville that uh, D'Angelo Russell went to. Yeah. So got a little pipeline working down there. Let's keep that Louisville going. wanted him. Tennessee wanted him. Uh, you know. He's a baller. Yeah, for sure. Uh, wrestling, though. I know wrestling's not the biggest sport in town, but... Uh, is this good if you're in the 2022 recruiting class, if you have the top three prospects in the entire class? Awesome. So good for Tom Ryan. I remember he came on the show once and was as gracious as he could possibly be back in the infancy of this show, mm-hmm. I think, even, and was was just awesome. And obviously, Andy Vance covers wrestling for uh, for 11 Warriors and does a great job. And I know he speaks very highly of Tom. I think you've talked to Tom on many of occasion. And easy guy to root for. He like. is. Yeah, he's putting it together. And for a long time, Penn State's had the juggernaut. But, I mean, they got the top three kids in the class. And one of them, maybe two of them, I know one of them for sure is from Penn State. Pennsylvania. So when you get one of the top three kids out of their nice. backyard, we'll take it. Nice. Would you wrestle Tom for uh, charity? I don't think I'd wrestle you for charity. <laughs> I'd wrestle Holly Berry for charity. Yeah, yeah, we could do that. Uh, Buckeyes football, 7-1 and one right now. Four regular season games remaining. Just finished with a fun night game against Penn State. The number five Buckeyes won 33-24 over number 20 Penn State. Uh, start with the uniforms, man. I love them. The, the, the all-scarlet look against Penn State's white. Just a beautiful scene on TV. Yeah, yeah, it looked really good. And the, the night, the you know, night aspect, the fans scarleting out. Yeah, it was it was looked good on TV. Yeah, season high crowd, almost 103k there. Fun night. Would have liked uh, you know a bigger win, but uh, you know those games are it's Penn State, man. I mean, you know they lost to Illinois and they lost to Iowa, but they they got dudes. It's not like you're not playing Rutgers, man. They're they're recruiting at a higher caliber. They d- they do. They have the second or at least third best at worst talent in the Big Ten, and they've always they've played Ohio State well the last few years. And I think defensive coordinator wise, you got to give them some credit for the different things they bring to the table each time. The shuffling at the line of scrimmage, day talked about this week, and mm-hmm. you know some other things that they do. Um, yeah, they they present a nice challenge. Weird game started with teams basically trading fumbles. And then the Bucks fell behind, man. Penn State went up on them seven nothing, and Ohio State rallied 
to take the lead at the half, and then they you know won the second half as well. Gets us our final score. Some fun fun stuff from that game. Jerron Cage is sixty eight yards scoop and score. Happy for the guy. Fifth year senior. He's been memed to death. He's all over Photoshop this week. Thick six. Thick six. Yeah, it was. It was beautiful. Uh, Trevion Henderson, one hundred and fifty two tough yards on the night. Got a lot of carries. Yeah, yeah. Got a ton of carries. Most he's had uh, this season. He had twenty four against Akron when he went for two seventy seven. He'd only averaged ten carries over the last handful of games. Um, not playing the second half of them a lot, and he had nine in the first half for like six yards, yeah. and then went for what nineteen for one forty six in the second half. So yeah, Day really rode him uh, pretty hard in the second half, as you said, one hundred forty six of his one fifty two coming in the second half. Uh, and you know, back to Cage's touchdown real quick, that was pretty huge too because it was a ten to seven game when he scored that touchdown. You know, late in the second quarter, right to make it seventeen seven. You hope they'd go in seventeen seven at the half, but. Um, High State got held on three consecutive plays that they didn't call, which you know aided uh, a field goal to make it 17-10 at the break. How about that officiating, man? It seems like I'm not a cry about the refs guy, and I think that's part of the luxury of being a High State fan. Is you win so many games, you don't have to cry about the refs. I mean, right. you can see it, but like, right. oh yeah, High State got the win. It's still objectively say? terrible. It was bad. It was bad. I mean, there were bad, bad calls on both sides. Steel Chambers How about the got, snap, yeah. the snap that Luke Whipler had. That should should have just been a turnover for Penn State, and they just ruled it. I don't a yep. legal, legal snap or something like yep. that. Yeah, we'll take that one. Lots of holds. Weird kind of game. What kind of test was this for the team? I think it was a great test. I think Penn State is definitely better than they showed against Illinois with, you know, with Clifford being hurt. Obviously, same thing with Iowa. I think they're a pretty good team. I'm not trying to, you know, pump them up now because Ohio State beat them. I just, I, I think they're a legit team that gives Ohio State a handful every single year. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think they're, you know, they're well coached on defense. And, uh, I, th- I think it was a great test for, uh, for Ohio State after playing like just, you know, consecutive weeks of just, you know, scrubs. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the Oregon game, I think they learned a lot. And a loss, and this is a win that I think is kind of similar, man. It was maybe closer than they thought, well within the spread. And, you know, again, the best kind of game where Ryan Day can hit film on Sunday and you're happy you got the win, but, hey, we did this wrong, we need to do this better. And we'll talk more about some of the things. He he, he mentioned it, the media availability this week. But, yeah, a lot of things to work on, and, you know, I think it's a win. It's, it's going to serve this team. Fun fact here, though. Uh, Michigan, you couldn't play last year because of COVID, right? Allegedly. <laughs> so that series kind of broke, 1918 to 2019. That was Ohio State's longest continual series, continuous series with one team. And that's over 101 years, 102 years, I guess, because you got to add the other one. Uh, Penn State is now the longest running series for Ohio State. Started oh, playing in 2003. I would and, not have guessed that. Yeah, 17 games they played now. Uh, the game was Ohio State's fifth straight win against Penn State. First time they've been able to do that, but they've won 11 of the last 13. Yeah, one, one was vacated, but I'm counting it. Uh, we watched it. Yeah, it happened. 11 of the last 13. So, and, and what's even crazier is like, I think the last six games have all been within 12 points or something, I want to say. Yeah, they've been close. I know it was like 3, 8, and 11, not in that order over the, la- over the, like, the last three. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, certainly uh, if that game's played at Penn State Saturday night, is it, is it even closer, do you think? I mean, obviously, you know, the, the whiteout's a, a tough tough place to play. I think it could have been, but you know, you, you play that game a couple times, you'll get you'll get it. You know, you'll get different results. I mean, even just thinking about you know red zone or some of the stuff, I'm sure we'll get to right. If those things break a little bit differently, if you play again, no matter where it's played, you're going to see a, a different score. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 Day said he was pleased overall, but you know, pointed out they could have executed. Ohio State could have executed better short yardage. Could have executed better in the red zone. One of six there in terms of touchdowns, which is, you know flies in the face of what this team's been all year. They've been like red zone monsters all season. Yeah, they came in with 
touchdown rate of like 79%. They'd scored 23 touchdowns and 29 trips to the red zone, including 10 of their last 12 wow. scoring touchdowns. And yeah, went one for six against Penn State, kicked four field goals, and I think had a turnover on downs on another one. Three of those six red zone trips, they had false start penalties on those drives and, you know, kind of got them off schedule, and that didn't help things. But, you know, red zone, obviously, you talked about that. To me, though, the storyline, as far as things to work on, was just not being able to get off the field on third down on defense. Yeah. They went, what, 11 of 18 overall, but they went 11 of 14 on third downs of eight yards or less. Right. So that's just, you know, eating up your defense. Yeah. And they had a couple drives that were three and three of third downs. Oh, yeah. At least two drives they were. So it was very frustrating to watch as a fan of Ohio State's defense. Uh, Day said, quote, you have to be able to win running the football in the red zone. We just didn't do that well enough. You agree? Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, they did it well enough to win, but if they get a couple of those, I think he said in that same presser, maybe you turn a, two of the two of those four field goals into touchdowns. The spreads a little bit more with, you know, the get the final scores a little bit more in line with what the you know the Vegas spread was. Right. So yeah, I think it would make a little difference there. To, to me, it was third down and it was the the penalties were the two biggest things that stuck out to me. Seven pre snap penalties Nuts. on offense, ten total penalties for a game. Um, is just you know I'm sure that was a season high. That's that's just too many. And the seven pre snap, I mean, those are just those are mental things and that was Alave that I mean Wilson yeah Henderson yeah the rare game when all three of those right. guys had false and starts. Henderson's is fourth and one yeah they, they were basically inside the he was one getting the ball he, and then he, got, he had to kick yeah he was getting the ball got old dude got a little too excited yeah, hence, to, one of those red zone trips that you know ends yep. up turning into a field goal also got to talk to Brian Hartline this week a uh, guy that's done a phenomenal job as an assistant coach of course played wide receiver here about 15 16 years ago and has that wide receiver room at Ohio State just revving the best talent of any group in the country. Um, you know, I was asked, you know, would you ever leave? Would you, you know, bigger are bigger things down the road? And first of all, I don't know why someone's asking that. If I'm in the presser, I'm going back there like this, you know, like, well, chill out, dudes. What do you guys don't give any ideas? But he said, quote, Ohio State is my home. I would say that I love it here and that's a passion here. All I care about is this room, talking about the receiver's room, and that's my main focus and my forever focus. Mm-hmm. I like that word. And then he went on to say, uh, quote, I don't need the satisfaction of calling plays. Seems kind of content. I mean, are you buying that? I am because I I think he was so passionate in the way he said it. Anybody could give some lip service, but mm-hmm. he was like you know almost pounding the you know pounding the lectern type deal. He was very he was like I love my house. I lo-, you know my family or my wife's from here. He was you know saying all these things where you're like yeah this dude's not really trying to go anywhere. And obviously he's got a great thing going. And he doesn't strike me as the guy that with his NFL money you know blew it on you know strippers <laughs> and and gambling right. So I, I think no, he's probably no pole assassins out there. Yeah yeah I think he's, think so yeah he's not him. married to a pole De- assassin. Definitely not with him. Uh, so, yeah, I think he's probably in pretty good shape and great for Ohio State, right? Like, I think they could still expand his role because I think he would present value in, mm-hmm. in an even expanded role uh, more than likely. But, my gosh, the stuff he's doing with receiver, the way he's churning out guys, you have to think there's no end in sight to that. It's unreal. It, just the way he spoke to the media about loving Ohio State and loving his gig, you got to think he's talking to kids and their parents of that same passion about why you should come here. Mm-hmm. And he backs it up by saying, hey, I, I did this in the NFL. Like, mm-hmm. you know, not only can I coach it, I, I did it, so you should listen to me. And that's... It's becoming a you know becoming an assembly line, obviously. Yeah, whatever he takes, just pay the man, keep him keep him paid. We always used to groan about Brett Venables at, at Clemson being the defensive coordinator would never take another job, despite being like one of the best assistants at a Broyles winner every mm-hmm. year, and, you know. And he was until teams figured out how to break his cheating, his code stealing. But maybe we get something like that here. Maybe maybe Hardline becomes yeah. like a Venables of, of Ohio it. State. Man, yeah. we take that all day here for it. Uh, this Saturday, Ohio State seven and one at Nebraska, three and six. Got a noon game. Which I know some of us in the media do enjoy, even if the fans don't the most. Oh, I love it so much. Uh, Ryan Day, after watching uh, Nebraska films, told us that uh, they're, quote, very good. 
You know I've been banging on this for a while, but I think this is America's best bad team. Yeah, huh? I, really I know you do. do. I really I know, do. I, know I mean, you the, do. The proof's in the pudding, man. They've got six <laughs> single-digit losses. All of them are single digits. Yeah. Lost by seven to Oklahoma, three to Michigan State, three to Michigan. They're losing close to good teams. Look at this, man. they got the nation's number 27 scoring defense. Despite being three and six, you don't see that yeah. hardly ever. Oh no, no, and then their total defense is forty fourth. They're in the top fifty one in every in every defensive metric around yards and then scoring offense. And their their offense, they're sixteenth in total offense. Their problem is what it's been the whole time: doing dumb stuff. Yes, and having a quarterback that you know will move up and down the field, but mm-hmm. will invariably do dumb stuff at the worst time. Yep, they're eighty sixth in the country right now with thirteen total turnovers. Seven of those are picks that Adrian Martinez is thrown. Um, so I, you know, and, and going against an Ohio State defense that we talked about third down struggles and that uh-huh. kind of thing, they've been forcing turnovers like crazy this Ball year, hunts. and they've been scoring yes. on like a third of those turnovers. Yes. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. I do think, um, I do think Nebraska is a, is a pretty good bad team. Not that you're celebrating it, I just refuse to. That's they didn't <laughs> they didn't bring Scott Frost in there to be America's best bad team. So. No, certainly. But not. like you said, what'd you say? Seven to Oklahoma, field goals to Michigan State, Michigan. Yeah, something I mean, like come that. on, the so, proof's there. Yeah, that's impressive. You talked about Martinez. He's having a career season, but at the same time, all the mistakes, man, all the mistakes. I would not play another Martinez at quarterback if I were Nebraska because they've had two of them. They're both like capable of doing amazing things and completely dumb things. On what the was the other series. one? Taylor or Taylor? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, T yeah. Magic, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Amazing things one play, a dumb thing on the very next play. Absolutely. You just can't have enough of that. Uh, Bucks are eight and one all time against Nebraska with five straight wins. We're not going to talk about that loss in 2011. Although I assume a lot of people listening. Remember that Bowser Bowl very Ooh, vividly. Yeah. Uh, if Nebraska loses Saturday to Ohio State, I mean a fourth straight losing season for Scott Frost to start his tenure. Yikes. I didn't see that coming. Came you know off a UCF undefeated season. I thought he'd be much better, but the Big Ten turns out it's pretty tough. Uh, line right now is Ohio State minus fourteen and a half. They covering that. I think so. And, you know, he's doing that. And you said the Big Ten is tough. He's also doing it in the West, though. Right. So, I mean, he's playing some scrubs. Yeah, 14 and a half. I know it's, it seems like the trendy pick is exactly what you, the, the direction I think you're leaning, right? Of yeah. just that they're, you know, a good, bad team and they're at home and it should be close. So, that just makes me want to be contrarian. I'm like 42 21, something like that. I think Ohio State's going to be better in the red zone this week. I think they're going to get rid of some of those dumb penalties and, uh, and win by three touchdowns. What do yeah. you got? Uh, I'm 56 20. I'm even, oh, okay. I'm even bigger. Okay, yeah. I, I think Nebraska is a, a great bad team, but I think going on the road, you know, there's no the fans and family and the red uniforms. That pressure's off the table. They're going to play loose, and I think they just light them up. I really do. I'm looking for the Buckeyes to win big. When we come back, we break down the initial batch of college football playoff rankings and tell you why you shouldn't worry about Ohio State outside the top four. It's Eleven Warriors on the fan. Whatever you're doing right now, just know that Bo Bishop is enjoying a sip of bourbon. Even if this promo is playing in the morning, no judgment. Ah, sweet morning drinking. The Fan. Welcome back. To the 11 Warriors Radio Hour. Jason Priestess, Chris Lauterbach, doing a special condensed show. Got the Blue Jackets coming on. The pregame for that game coming on. About nine minutes, I guess, right? They got the Avs tonight? Is that what it is? Yeah, out in Colorado, but the Avs are all busted up and hurt. So uh, typically, Colorado's a very good team, but you know, tonight, who knows, right? Maybe they get it done. I would uh, be all for that. Uh, college football playoff rankings are out. Came out last night. The weekly show that 
angers ninety five percent of America. I mean, it's it's great TV. I mean, no, I mean, oh yeah, I, I was if it's I, great Twitter after too. Oh, if, if I ran ESPN, I'd, I'd make it a four hour show, and you would get the last four teams in the, the fourth hour. They should do the rankings like twice a week. They should. I mean, it's it's uh, I hate it. Uh, it. It's the worst thing in the world, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's great TV. Buckeyes are fifth. And uh, top four, Georgia, Bama, Michigan State, and Oregon. Surprises there? Um, not necessarily surprised, but I liked how the head-to-head was a, was a big, you know, seemed to be a big factor in how they slotted teams, like with um, you know Oregon being over Ohio State, uh, for example. May not be, you know, Ohio State fans may not like that, but I, I like that they went that route. It's going to be interesting if they have to flip-flop some of that later because they very well could. But oh, yeah. it seemed like, uh, you know, head-to-head matchups, if a team won that, then they were slotted ahead. Yeah, you got that. You got uh, Bama at two. So the highest a uh, uh, one loss team, the earliest and highest a one loss team has ever appeared. Yeah, surprising it would be Alabama. Yeah, I'm right? shocked would, there. Would be the team. I mean, I hate it. I hate the SEC bias, but at the same time, like that's a good program. Oh, I can't be too mad, man. I really I'm can't. A, I'm a. I've. It's gone full circle for me. I used to hate Nick Saban just because he was really good, but mm-hmm. now I just accept the fact and I actually admire the fact that he's as good as he is, and he has no no signs of slowing down whatsoever. Changes his staff constantly, and ju- and just keeps on plugging away. So yeah, I'm not I'm not hating on him by any chance, or or Alabama being number two. I I think that's fine, but it is. You knew they'd be the first team that would you know that would make that would that would do that as far as having a loss. But yeah, it seemed like Bama got the most noise. And then probably uh, you know Cincinnati being at number six, Weird. whereas I think most people applauded probably Michigan State being all the way up at number three. Yeah, yeah, I, I still think there's a desire since he wins out to get him in because I think they they feel like they got to do it at some point. They can't just keep like boning these teams and saying you don't have a shot. Yeah, I do. I, I get you. I guess the the on the other hand though is that it feels like expansion is you know it's going to happen and it's probably going to happen sooner than later. Hey, that's big. That's Big Twelve Cincinnati soon. Their time will come. Yeah, they yeah. hire Coach Prime yeah. at TCU. Man, everything's everything's good. So I don't know if you're going to shoehorn him in now, especially good if point. there's a scenario where Alabama beats Georgia. Right. Yeah. Like if that happens, there's oh, going to be two yeah, SEC yeah, teams. Yeah, yeah. There ain't going to be room for Cincinnati in that equation. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because if Georgia wins the SEC championship game against Bama, Bama's out. Yeah, I, I don't think they're getting two, two loss, losses. Uh, yeah, I but if they beat Georgia, they're both 100% oh, they'll both, in. Yeah, they'll I promise both, yeah. you that, unless some other stuff happens along yeah. the way. It's worth pointing that out, man, because this is the first batch. Don't pay any attention to them. Uh, in 2014, when Ohio State won it all, they were famously 16th in the first batch. I mean, there's a lot of games to play. Yeah, a lot of games to play, and certainly that was the case with Ohio State then. Although most of the time, those teams are in the top four that end up, you know, that end up staying or or even getting to the championship game. So it is important to be ranked toward the top. It just you know doesn't necessarily mean you're totally screwed if you're not. Love, love seeing undefeated nine and zero Oklahoma at number eight. I yeah, thought, I thought yeah. you know, hey, the committee's watching football. I know? like that just as much as the, as the Michigan State at three. To me, those that was logic of like you know, it, it's the playing well, but also haven't lost. Yeah, you know, or yeah, you know, playing well, but also haven't lost kind of thing. Where Michigan State has played pretty darn well the last couple weeks uh the michigan St- beating michigan i thought that did both of those teams pretty well i think like, game. as we talked about on our you know on our post game uh video show i left that game thinking both of those teams were better after it than i did going in even the team that lost yeah yeah they both look look way better than i thought they were it was a heck of a game uh minnesota 20th they're gonna probably climb because they're gonna do some damage in the west over there uh, but yeah, a lot of things to happen. Something else that's interesting too is that the first ten years of conference championship games, I felt like there were upsets all over the place. 
It feels like the last five years or so, we haven't hardly seen any conference championship game upsets. This being a weird year, I wonder if some of that comes into play this year. Yeah, yeah, definitely could. I mean, just not the Big Ten. Yeah, well, Oregon has shown that they obviously, <laughs> yep. you know, losing to Stanford, they've shown what could possibly happen to them. And yeah, Oklahoma has been world beater, so we'll see what happens to them, assuming they get that far. They still got some games on their schedule they need to worry about. Um, but High State being number five, I think that was pretty important. Obviously, that you know, feels like they control their own destiny, right? They win their games. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they're in. Yeah, simple as that. Don't worry about this. Went out, the Buckeyes are in 1,000%. 1, I guarantee it. Uh, looking at the last four games for Ohio State, of course, Nebraska this weekend, a really good, awful team. Uh, Purdue, the weekend after that. Uh, thankfully, that's in Columbus. I mean, that, that game, I don't like playing Purdue as an Ohio State fan ever. Yeah, you yeah. Throw, throw the records out. I don't like playing them. No, definitely. I think at home gives you a little bit more comfort. And uh, yeah, I can't say I'm overly concerned about that. I mean, heck, even Nebraska would probably concern me more this week, and I'm I'm not concerned for that one. The last two, though, those are going to be battles. Yeah, yeah. Real quick on Purdue, uh, I want to say they used their upset magic early on Iowa, but in retrospect, that might not have been an upset. You know, like they <laughs> yeah. might still have some upset right, magic left. Right. So I'm a little nervous still. Uh, yeah, Sparty on the 20th in Columbus. Uh, Mel Tucker, I didn't think he was going to be that good there, man. He's amazing. Yeah, that's wild. Kids love playing for him, evidently. Yeah. He's built a transfer portal juggernaut. Uh, and then the 27th, we got Michigan. You know, I thought they couldn't pass the ball, and then they go out and throw for 380. So, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, that, no, they look good. I think High, or, uh, High State's done well against the run this year, and that's obviously Sparty's strength. So that gives me a, gives me a little bit of comfort there. Yeah, I mean, the last two are going to be bangers. One at home and one in, one in Ann Arbor, and uh, just win the one in Ann Arbor. I mean, win them both, but definitely win the one in Ann Arbor. Hey, we had a blast tonight. Thank you uh, so much for joining us here on this uh, special, special condensed version uh, of the 11 Warriors Radio Hour. Be sure to stay tuned right here to 97.1. Got the Blue Jackets pregame coming up next. The Jackets are taking on the Colorado Avalanche. Good night. Uh, in case you've forgotten, Saturday is game day. The Fans Game Day coverage is sponsored by Riker Kia. Your home of the Buckeyes, the fan. For 100 years, Atlas Butler's kept Central Ohio comfortable, and our plumbing services are no exception. You can rely on...